And he turned to me and he said, they're not going to understand my work until after I'm dead. That's how I feel. Orny Adams. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with Orny Adams. Welcome to What's Wrong with Orny Adams, episode 10. I, th- I think I was a uh, a suspect in an arson investigation. Do you use the Citizen app? I love this app. Like anytime I hear sirens or I want to check on crime in the neighborhood, fire trucks, I hear the helicopters circling. I go on, I go on the app. So I actually I actually shot a video for the app. Uh, the, the fire trucks it was like 10 p.m. I'm on the couch and I hear fire trucks. I'm like, what's going on? So I jump off the couch, I grab my flashlight, and I walk up the street, and I can see there are about six fire trucks, which is sort of unusual uh, and scary because I I live up in the hills, and there's, 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 you know, we have fires up here. You you know what goes on in Los Angeles. Last year, we had those Getty fires. And so I, I started filming for the app. I filmed all the, the, the firemen running around with the hoses, and then I saw a guy in, in like a the fire truck, the SUV fire truck. And I go, this, this guy must be important. I mean, he's, he's in the truck. I wonder if this is the chief. So I'm going to go over and, and talk to him. And so I started talking to him. And before I, I tell you about this conversation, it reminded me of last year, I was in Oregon and I was in an Uber and I was going to the airport and I was talking to the driver and he told me that he flew down to Los Angeles to help fight our fires, which I thought was really interesting that people are coming from other states to help us, which I, which I really greatly appreciate. And I started to talk to him, and he was telling me how he wanted to be an arson investigator. I wanted to be an arson investigator. That's what intrigued me is the, the science behind that. Uh, some of it's insurance fraud. Some of it's just the thrill of starting fires. Well, I always heard that these guys start fires and then watch them in on the perimeters and masturbate yeah right exactly that's a very true so I'm, I'm i'm talking to the fire chief guy and i said why do people start fires up here what what's going on and he said uh he looked at me and he said do you live around here i thought oh this this guy thinks might think i'm the arsonist so i have to shut this down so i said yeah i live i live right over there and just to be clear, I masturbate up here all the time, even when there aren't fires. Here we go! Orny Adams, what's, what's wrong, with wrong with Orny Adams? Adams? Nothing's wrong with Orny Adams. What's his name, Kev? Orny. Here we go. Is this my last episode? This might be my last episode. That's what I say every single time. Every time I'm done, I'm like, I can't do this again. This is too much work. Is anybody even listening to this? Does anybody even get what I'm I'm trying to do? Is, is any of this making sense? I don't know! What's wrong with Orny Adams? Episode 10. Guess what's back? Your favorite segment. I yell at the TV during a Saturday Night Live promo. And what's wrong with our mask etiquette besides everything? I'm going to play you some of that uh, conversation I had with the Uber driver in Oregon who was an arson, well, wanted to be an arson investigator. And finally, uh, what we've all been waiting for. I break it all down. The new season of 90 Day Fiancé. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Well, guess what, everybody? Guess what? We're back in uh, lockdown uh, mode here in Los Angeles. We got this this alert. Yesterday, I was getting my hair cut. Glad I got it in before the... uh, 
before it became non-essential to look good again. Uh, you know when you're out in public and all of a sudden the phones, this sound starts going off? Everybody's phone? Like, oh no, uh-oh, uh-oh, we're in lockdown mode again. Here we go. And then everybody's phone said the same thing, the beeping. State of California, new public health stay-at-home order in your area. COVID-19 is spreading rapidly. Stay at home except for essential activity, which I don't think includes haircuts. Wear a mask. Keep your distance. Keep your distance. I don't want to hear this this sound ever again. Uh, Everybody just started to look at their phones. Uh, I'm like, uh... Uh, we knew it was coming, but then the, the reality of it, it's just so disappointing. Remember the last time we had the shutdown and everybody scrambled to buy things that a lifetime supply of things that they didn't really even need? I, I have so much cleaning stuff now, and I've turned an entire closet just into a food pantry. For, uh, food I'll probably never eat now. That That's the problem. I, I remember during the last, you know, lockdown panic we'll call it that uh, there, were, there were no eggs in los angeles you couldn't get fresh eggs anywhere i was craving craving eggs so badly it took, i kept going on like prime delivery and all these instacart whatever that stuff is trying to get eggs still i couldn't get eggs i could i got but by the way this is how you know this isn't really a, a pandemic or any any need to really wor- although you need to worry about your health but amazon delivered me a, a, a case of beer in a cooler it came iced I go, this is one hell of a pandemic we got going on here. But I couldn't get eggs and radishes. I remember posting that I couldn't get radishes. And that that caused a great deal of discussion on my social media. Also, uh, by the way, keep in touch on my social media. Let me know if you're listening, if you're enjoying this. Because this is very difficult to do when there's no feedback. I, I don't, there's nobody, you know, here going, uh-huh, yeah, or, or looking at me like, move on. This is boring. This is boring. Some people have sent me emails uh, asking me to talk about dating during COVID. There's uh, some women uh, sent me an email. They live together in a house in Vancouver, um, Canada, and they have all these rules. So maybe I'll go over that in a future episode. If you have any dating during COVID stories, please send them to what's wrong at orneyadams.com. That's the general email box for this podcast so we can communicate and keep in touch. So, so much. What a, what a week. What a week. So much excitement for me because one of my favorite shows came back on the air. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Welcome to the USA. And your 90 day starts right now. Let my momentary happiness begin. It's an all new season of 90 Day Fiance, and it starts with Russian tears. <laughs> uh, I will fly to Europe. And- That's right. He throws her out of the country. Oh, it's going to be a good season. I can tell already. That's me interrupting myself. That's my favorite part of this podcast is when i interrupt myself are, are you guys watching this show 90 day fiance on i think it's tlc although we are all those networks they just merge it just shows up on my dvr i love this sh- i'm i'm obsessed with this show i can talk about it for hours with people that watch it and want to break down the psychology of these people but at the end of this episode i will play you a few clips from the new season and again maybe this is boring like if i was 
talking to you in person and I could see in your eyes that you don't care or you think it's beneath you to watch this type of reality television, I would pull back the conversation. And then I would talk about the article I'm reading in the New Yorker about WeWork. That's, that's the pivot I would make. But I don't know who's listening. And then I end up going on and on. It's, it's, it's like my stand-up. I can't stop. So these clips at the end, they're a little bit lengthy. But, you know, I want to go over some of the new, <laughs> the new people on the show, Brandon and, and, and Jovi. Uh, I want to discuss some of the new stories and what's, what's, what's happening, you know? Hey, should we get into it? Should we get right into uh, me yelling at the, at the TV? Because uh, this week I'm actually yelling at a Saturday Night Live promo. I don't know what's going on with comedy. What? Why don't we have whistleblowers? There are whistleblowers in other industries that, like Tattletale, they tell on bad behavior. I, I I feel like it's 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 time for that. I've always loved the way comics talk amongst ourselves in private, whether in front of a TV or in the green room or just hanging out. Like we're brutally honest, and we're usually right. And the people that sort of the gatekeepers of comedy, they don't they don't necessarily get it. They have so much control over us. They we hate them, they hate us. And it's just there's crap. Crap on TV. So this is me the other day. I think it was it was Friday. And I'm you know, it's I'm relaxing. I'm watching TV. Yes, I'm watching way too much TV. And by the way, TV shows, please stop using common notification sounds in your programming. So if we're not paying attention, we look up, we're like, whoa, what? Do, do I have a text? What's what just happened? Like, that's how addicted. We're like Pavlovian dogs with these sounds. Like, oh, ding. Whoa, whoa. Who's, who's trying to talk to me? Who's trying to talk to me? And do you, do you ever get a text message from, uh, like, you're waiting? You're waiting waiting for somebody to text you whether it's someone you're dating or it's a work thing and you're just you're you're, you're waiting and like where's where's this person and then all of a sudden ding you get a text from somebody else and now you're actually angry at that person for texting you because they're not the other person and you're waiting for that other person you're angry at this person they don't even know you're angry at them right you're like screw this person this person's like the they're like, hey, uh, we when this COVID thing is over, we should grab a beer and catch up. You're like, screw you. Well, how, why are you texting me right now? What is your problem? So TV shows stop using common notification sounds. The, the ones that we all have pre-programmed on our phones that we're all using. Make up your own sound so we don't look up, look up like we're pathetically addicted to our devices, which we are. Now I've completely lost my place. Oh, I'm... I yell. I yell at the TV. Here we go. On this segment of Orny Yells at His TV, what's wrong with this Saturday Night Live promo for Jason Bateman hosting? Hi, I'm Jason Bateman, and I'm hosting SNL with Morgan Wallen. What do you guys want for Christmas? This is the only Christmas gift I need. Same for me. Yep. Oh, okay, so I guess you don't care about world peace. Ha, 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 ha! Well, if you hadn't interrupted us, I mean, let us finish. World um, peace is a good one. World peace is great. No more hunger. How about that? No more COVID oh. would be great. Wow. Wow. I mean, is is there's no way anybody's laughing at that. Nobody at home saw that promo come up on their TV and laughed. And thought, 
That's that's funny. I mean, Jason Bateman is really funny. He's probably one of the one of the best comedic actors out there. But this this is not a funny promo. First of all, they're wearing masks. They're wearing masks, so you can't see their face. Well, comedy's not funny if you can't see two thirds of a person's face. You need to see the way the facial muscles play out the comedy. I mean, do I really need to explain this to you? I mean, you understand what I'm saying. People trying to be funny with bad material in masks equals this promo. Do I have to tell you everything? And they're on the SNL stage. I'd rather they be on the stage, but like 30 feet apart, so that looks absurd, and then yelling this tired material at each other. What? What? You don't want world peace? And then have Jason backtrack. Well, well, you you didn't let me finish. I was getting to that. Wink, wink. People at home on the floor curled up laughing. (laughs) Then it's such a tired formula for comedy. Oh, oh, you don't want world peace. And for the young people that don't know this, uh, there was a time we used to wish for world peace before we realize there will never be world peace. <laughs> now now we wish for something more realistic, that we don't have to wear masks for the rest of our lives. This promo, it's uh, Jason Bateman, Morgan Wallen, the musical host, and, and, and I guess she's a female cast member. I, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live for years, and Bateman has, uh, and, uh, shucks, plaid shirt on they all have masks she's got a mask that has design on it so i'm looking at her mask trying to figure out what the design is and missing half the promo and on the live uh the one that was on tv last night they didn't they didn't say covid i was thinking why wouldn't you wish for a vaccine and then in this one the extended one because i went online to watch it now watch this this rolls into another prompt so if that's not if that's not hooking in to watch and by the way i know if if 10 comedians were in a room watching TV and this came on, none of them would applaud this as funny and groundbreaking. They would say it's formulaic. They would say it's hacky. Like, you have to come up with a new way. Comedy is kind of like magic. You have to you have to trick the viewer once they figure out what's a formula or else you just sound generic. I mean, I think it's kind of nice that Jason Bateman goes on and says, yeah, I don't... All I really want for Christmas is to host this show because, yeah, it's a big deal to host Saturday Night Live. And then, you know, she interrupts and says, what about world peace? And then he's like, oh, well, I was going to get to that. <laughs> I mean, you want to know an example of a dad joke? That's a dad joke. So if you're doing this, like, like ironically, like, then that's that's funny. But this, and where are the comics? Like privately, every comic would bash this. But if I had them on this podcast, would they would they speak up? I mean, it's who's checking? Where's the check on stand up? I'm sorry. Where's the check on comedy? Just in general. Now it rolls into another promo. Ready? Watch this. Bateman and I'm hosting SNL with Morgan Wallen. Wait, Batman? You're Jason Batman? No, no Batman no. host? No, no. You've missed the E. It's uh, Batman. We, we did it. We no. booked Batman. Go home. Get out of here and save the city no, or something. Okay. I'll get the cape. I'm so confused. I'm, and then he says, I'll get the cape. Uh, when I heard it the first time, I thought he said, I'll get the cake because they're talking through masks. Is that is there a Jason Batman? I thought it was just Batman. Does a Batman have a first name? Like, is it even a big deal to get Batman? Who cares? There's been a ton of actors who have played Batman. Val Kilmer, Ben Affleck, 
Will Arnett in the Legos movie. I mean, you can get Batman. Like, a joke, the premise has to be sound. This is not a sound premise. And then he says, hi, I'm Jason Bateman. And she says, Batman? He said, oh, you missed the E. It's not like she read his name on the screen and said, hey, today, uh, this week, our guest is Jason Batman. And he's like, no, 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 It's you're missing the E. It says Bateman. You're, you're reading it wrong. I... I've got to stop watching TV. So I was watching, I was trying to watch Dateline last night, and this came on. And I was, you know, I was trying to wind down. And guess what? This wound me up. This sure did. Oh! Please, let me know if you honestly think that's funny. Not me. I think I was funny. The promo. Yeah. Is anybody at home laughing at that? These people... Are they wearing masks? Is that a, a political statement? Which is which is fine. I think everybody should wear a mask, but I bet people think that's funny. I really do. I, I When I used to work the road, I would go to matinees during the day, and I would sit in a movie theater by myself in the back, and I would watch people laugh at stuff that wasn't funny. And I would think, what? why should I even get up on stage tonight? Why even try? Why even try? and be original, and, and discuss topics that other people are staying away from because, <laughs> for whatever reason, I'm, I'm not edgy. I mean, they're, they're topics because most people don't think radishes are funny, but I'm, I, I'll find that funny. I'll find something. I'll dissect the radish for 15 minutes while you sit there drinking your beer. I guess people probably think that's... I, I wish I could blame COVID, but I've always been this this confused by the state of comedy i guess that's the way i should put it and now everybody's moods you know it's dark 15 hours a day here in los angeles we get dark at about 4 30 p.m and it doesn't get light like we don't the, the sun doesn't even think to make a little little appearance until about 7 30 a.m so my clock is is screwed up again way screwed up and this is a really this is this will be a difficult holiday season. I, I never liked the holidays. I, I I always feel, you know, alone. And I don't even celebrate Christmas, but I feel, it's just, I feel, even if I'm with family, I feel alone. I, I just, it's a weird, weird time for me. And I think this year it's going to be even worse. I, I, I hope everybody just ignores it. I hope we just forget about it. If you want to have a, a tree, don't put lights on it so I can see it through your windows when I walk by your house. We, I, I think we're all f- fatigued. I know we are. I know we're fatigued. We all have COVID malaise. Like there's a blanket of COVID malaise over this world it's not even the country we've just we've had enough we want to get back to being social creatures we want to shake hands we want to hug and feel comfort and feel normal and not look at people in masks all the time or be in fear if we don't have our mask on like oh i don't i'm outside there's nobody around and somebody saw me from 50 yards away without a mask like what are the rules what are the can somebody come out seriously and just give us the rule book like if you're outside and nobody's around you 
do you have to wear a mask? These people that drive with masks in their cars, somebody explain that to me, please. Why why are they wearing a mask in the car by themselves? Oh, I meant by themselves. So by themselves. I'm like, is there somebody, is there a hostage in the back seat tied up, laying down that we don't see that this person's wearing a mask? Why would you wear a mask in the car, windows rolled up? See, this is these are the species I have to I have to share my planet with. I, I want to get off. I have COVID malaise. And my mind is is atrophying. I have mind and body atrophy. My body aches because I, I'm not moving the way I used to move. I'm not going around the country. I'm not feeling satisfaction from working and feeling a sense of accomplishment. My only accomplishment is this podcast. God knows if anybody's even listening or enjoying it or getting what I'm doing or understanding or appreciating my mind. Not that yeah, not that my mind should be appreciated, but this what is what is the mask etiquette? I had this thought when I was I was hiking the other day. Went for a walk the other day. I, I don't even know if you're allowed to. I don't know what's what the new rules are. I know I have a cousin in town this weekend and we wanted to go out uh, sit outside and eat, but you're not you can't do that. So there are new restrictions. I don't I went hiking. I thought I thought they may have closed the canyon again. They did that the last time we went into lockdown mode. So it's interesting. I, I made this uh, recording while I was hiking. It's Friday. I'm in Los Angeles. I mean, it's just a perfect day. We're we're really lucky we have days like this while we're, you know, sort of quote unquote quarantining. I'm actually hiking right now. It's just 70 and perfect. The sun, not too, not too hot. And nobody's really out. It's really sparse. It's really spread out. No one's around me right now. Obviously, I'm talking to my phone. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing this if I was around people. But the minute you start passing somebody, like coming down towards you or you're about to overlap somebody, everybody takes the mask that's in their hand and they put it up to their face to cover, you know, it's not around their ears, it's just in their hand, and they hold it up to their face, they cover their mouth and their nose, and they look like they're huffing, you know those people that put, like, gasoline in a rag, and then just, they do that to get high, that's what, that's what we've turned into, we look like a bunch of, uh, a nation of huffers. Should I be out, this out of breath hiking? Hey. That was me saying hi to somebody as I passed by. What's wrong? What isn't? Huffing. To huff an inhalant. A rag is soaked in an inhalant and pressed to the mouth. That's exactly what people look like when they're hiking or walking by somebody and they feel safe without a mask because they're outside and nobody's around them. Uh, and then all of a sudden they, they start approaching. People put the mask one hand to their face and just start cover sort of like this without putting it around the ears and they look like they're huffing. That's what it looks like to me. Now this is according to the Mayo Clinic website. They ask... Would you know if your teen were huffing? Consider the telltale signs of inhalant use and what you can do to prevent it. What's so dangerous about a can of spray paint or deodorant? Plenty. Huffing or inhaling common household products can provide a quick high. As harmless as it might seem to kids, the risks are real and potentially lethal. I feel like we need music there. Lethal. Uh, more than a thousand products are used as inhalants. Oh, we can't prevent this then. 
Uh, and most people start before the age of 15. You want to hear some of the products? I don't know who I'm asking because I'm going to read it anyway. Nail polish remover, deodorants, cooking spray, typewriter correction fluid. Good luck. That should have been thrown out a long time ago. Who's still using typewriter correction? You know the little whiteout? I haven't seen that in forever. Wow. Man, I miss the smell of that. Uh-oh. I shouldn't be joking. Don't joke about this. Rubber cement. I think we all smelled rubber cement in elementary school. You made a little ball of it, smelled it, and then threw it in somebody's hair. Paint thinner. That's. I think that's when you know you have a problem. If you're going out into the shed and uh, putting paint thinner in a rag. That's rubber cement. It's there. How could you? How could you not smell it while you're gluing a leaf to a piece of paper for some sort of, you know, autumn project in elementary school? Shoe polish. Yeah. Spray paint markers. Yeah. I mean, sharpies. Yeah. You get a, every once in a while. You're taking a whiff. Gasoline, which I said in aerosol whipped cream, which I think is don't they call that whippets? Yeah, so wear a mask. Wear a mask. That's the message. Wear a mask. Wear a mask alert. Wear a mask. Do not huff through your mask. Are there people huffing through their masks? Maybe that's going on. Maybe people are huffing. Maybe that's how we get more people to wear their masks. We encourage them. Hey, you know, put a put a little lighter fluid in there. How about got got some of that old whiteout sitting around? What color's your mask? White. Wink. Wink. Is it a little bit dirty? Maybe white it out and do a little little huffing, little huffing through your mask. I bet there's people huffing through their masks. They're just so used to it. Yeah. Now, I cannot, I'm not an advocate for huffing. Do not huff. I have to say that. For legal per- Hold on, I'll do it like this. This is a, this is an, an Orny Adams. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Emergency alert. Do, do not huff through your masks. What you just heard was a joke. Hold on. That was a joke. Huffing through your masks, encouraging that was a joke. In no way would I ever advocate that. This is an emergency alert. Do not huff through your masks. Thank you. That's all I that's all I have to say about that. Let's go back to better times. I'm using a new uh now a new uh sound pad that's on my computer. So let's see how this works. Uh, this is I played a clip earlier uh, uh, from a conversation I had last year with an Uber driver in Oregon. And we were talking about the Los Angeles fires. At the time, the Getty fire was the big fire. And I remember driving through that fire. It was actually scary. I was, you know, you're on the highway, but the fire is right there next to you. And you can smell the smoke for weeks in Los Angeles. In the helicopters, the path for dropping water happens to be over my house. They, they fill up in one place and then they, they come over my house and drop it. And they, they're going in circles, thankfully. And they're putting out this fire. Well, this Uber driver, I, I can't remember how we got into it. Let's, I'm going to play the clip. It's a little bit hard to hear because we're in a car. And you, I, I don't know if there was wind from the window being open. And, you know, it's, it's sort of awkward to say, hey, 
I'm going to start recording now. And he has a softer voice than me. I'm a little bit louder. So I'll, it, this is about a 10-minute clip, but I'll, what I'll do is I'll talk. If, if I feel like I need to sort of, uh, you know, keep this clip moving, that, that, that's what I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll interrupt. Let's... I just want to put this... I'm, I'm going to record this quickly. So uh, 370 firefighters sent down from... I'm recording this, if you don't mind. Yeah, sent, no sent down from... Uh, Sent down from where? Where? Uh, all over Oregon. Yeah. So they're they're pods of firefighters. So when they activate the fire marshal's office, yeah. they uh, they pick different departments. So there are a lot of them from the Portland, uh, Vancouver area, Eugene area. How do you guys have 370 firefighters to even spare to send down to Los Angeles? <laughs> well, uh, because of the way they staff. They staff our firefighters a little bit differently, but we've got some specialized, trained uh, firefighters that do um, this kind of work. Are you are you a firefighter? Paramedic. Oh, wow! I, but how do they even have the equipment? Well, how does Los Angeles have equipment for 370? I, I guess they just I think they're, they're just taking going shifts to, to relieve some of those firefighters. Yeah, I think it's what the plan is. Do you know which fires in Los Angeles? I, I don't, because they're probably deployed to, to different uh, areas. I'm going I'm to stop it here for a second, just so I can explain to you. The original premise for this podcast was I would go out on the road and gather recordings like this that I, I felt were interesting to me and would be interesting to you. So this guy, I could tell immediately he was interesting. So at the beginning, I'm fumbling around to get the recorder. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record and I'm turning it on. I'm waiting for it to boot up. And the reason I don't just play isolated clips is because I want you to hear how the conversation unravels and how I get this guy to open up and tell me things and how I guide the conversation. And that's also, I will, I, I know I promised early on that I would play a couple of episodes of Guest Unknown, a podcast that I was developing um, and trying to sell where I interview guests anonymously. And that is very conversational. That, that could never be on broadcast TV because it's, it's, it's very informal and sometimes it's 10 minutes before we get to the meat of the discussion. But that is required. I remember when I used to put jokes together for like late night sets and like, you don't need this line. I'm like, I need that line. That line pays off three minutes later, but you, you just don't understand that because you don't get the mathematics of, of stand-up comedy. But things are there for a reason. There's no there's no extra meat in this routine. Like like I said, it's magic. You you have to trick. You have to misdirect. You have to pull people in. Like at the beginning of this podcast, I'm like, do I say I was a, a possible uh, suspect in an arson investigation or do I let that unravel and then say it afterwards? Like you... These are all things now. If I was doing stand-up comedy, I would test that out 50 times before I put it on tape. 50 times, maybe 100 times. And I would say, I'm going to set it up by saying, uh, well, you're looking at a uh, arson uh, investigation suspect right here. Right here. That's right. Anybody else here a suspect in an arson investigation? I would say that, and then I would get into the joke, and I would say I, I, I would get right to me talking to the the fire chief and telling him I don't. Uh, 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 just so you know, I. Oh God.
Hmm. Sorry. I'm so frustrated. I every de- I have 50 devices here, and they're all shut off. But somehow, some even though it's shut off or it's in night mode or airplane mode, a call comes through. I, I this happened on the last one too. I we're too connected. I, I don't know where I was. I don't know where I was, and I'm feeling tension because the the workers next door I have to negotiate with them to not uh, be loud for an hour and today they're actually upset they're like well maybe we should just go home they start mocking me you know maybe you shouldn't be here for four weeks doing a job that should take three days how about that can people stop calling me that's what I was talking about in the middle of this text and now in the middle of the, at the beginning of this podcast was people notify calling you like i'm angry at this person but i shouldn't be angry at this person for calling me but now i'm angry because the person interrupted my podcast so back to what i was saying is you would test out the material you would test out do you say where's the reveal that i was a suspect in an arson investigation is it the last thing i say is it uh is it uh is the line uh uh just so you know uh Police, uh, just so you know, fire chief. Hey, I just want to let you know, fire chief. I I masturbate all the time up here, uh, even when there aren't fires. And then the audience laughs, and I go, "That's right, that's right. I was a suspect in an arson investigation. Anybody else here a suspect in a? I'm a badass. I'm a badass. All right, so let's get back to this clip. And and please, don't call me when I'm recording my podcast. Don't call me. Just don't call me." like that clip from uh that movie as good as it gets with jack nicholson don't don't knock on my door ever i don't care if i'm this or that i should play that clip sometime that's crazy i didn't even realize that yeah it's it's bad i can hear the helicopters dropping water they circle over my house after they drop yeah. on the getting fires I flew. I, I drove right through the the fires uh, last week coming from the airport. Oh, uh, it was to be that close. That's scary shit. Yeah. If you're just joining the podcast, this is a clip from 2019. I'm talking to an Uber driver in Oregon about the fires in Los Angeles. It's getting worse every year. You go. You, oh, you think the fires can't get worse? They get worse. Yeah. Is it the global? And they're warming? saying this is. Uh, Oh, yeah, they say this is our new norm. Well, that can't, that's not sustainable. No. No. Even up where I live, like, the wildlife has changed. Yeah, that, you know what? I had a couple from L.A. Uh, recently, in, uh, Friday, and uh, they were saying the same thing. The wildlife, they've got hell cougars where they haven't had cougars before. and Yeah, that's bad. Snake, mice, rats. Right. It's all out of balance. Yeah. And it's got to be the, the change in climate. It has to be. Oh, thank God. Thank God he believes in global warming. See how I'm sort of feeling it out? You hear me like sort of stutter. Maybe it's the change. Let's see if I can play that again. Maybe mice, it's the... rats. Right. Maybe it's, it's all the, out of balance. Yeah. And it's got to be the, the change in climate. It has to be. Oh, please agree. Good. Oh like out, out of balance and right. so you're you're a parent isn't that unbelievable that you have to like feel people out to see if they believe in science <laughs> do you believe um do you believe the, the the charts do you believe do you believe in thermometers anymore do you, do you believe what we see 
Like, like I'm so afraid because I also, you know, when I'm talking to people, a lot of the times I'll talk to people that have very different views than me, but I still want the conversation to continue. So I don't want them to, you know, I want them to open up. Let's go back. You're, to this. you're a paramedic. You drive like a yeah. E- EMT or yeah. Uh, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you. There are some days I don't know how I do it. Yeah, I mean that's you're not supposed to see some of those things. No, and you can't unsee some of them. Yeah, I don't even want to know. Is it is it mostly car accidents that? Uh, it's, it's a pretty good mix in the in the city. It's a pretty good mix of medical emergencies to trauma emergencies. You guys have scooters down there in L.A.? <laughs> yeah. I used to do a big a joke on scooters. Probably everybody was doing jokes on scooters. But I, tr- I try and, in about a second, I try and slip in in my bit about people learning how to drive scooters for the first time. Uh, and, you know, again, not easy to do comedy when you're not on stage. Plus, this guy doesn't even yeah. know I'm a stand-up. So the scooters here are a nightmare because there's no rules on the road. Right. Are there a lot of scooter accidents? Yes. And we've had uh, at least three fatals on the scooters that I'm aware of. Really? How come this isn't reported? Well, it is. It makes the news for a day or two. Yeah. Yeah, they're really bad because nobody's wearing helmets. They're riding down the middle of the street. There's no... uh, Nobody even knows how to drive them. They learn how to drive the scooter. Oh, let's learn how to drive a scooter for the first time going down some main street. Yeah, and our roads in the city... Uh-oh, somebody just tried to slip in a joke. And he 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 didn't get the joke. He just went right into talking about the roads. Oh, let's learn how to drive a scooter for the first time going down some main street. Yeah, and our roads <laughs> in the city aren't that great to begin with. So you've gone to a lot of scooter accidents. Yes. Man. What about, like, shootings, suicides... All the time. Do you know, I don't think I've ever even seen a dead body. No. But living in L.A., that's surprising. Yeah. I've lived- yeah, I, I, I do a joke about that, too, on stage, about how I've I've never seen a dead body. I'm going to roll it back just a little bit. And I clearly, I... Uh, I aborted that attempt at doing that joke because he didn't laugh at he didn't laugh at my scooter line. I don't think I've ever even seen a dead body. No, and, and, but living in L.A. that's surprising. Yeah, I've lived in major cities. I lived in Boston, yes. New York, Atlanta, Los Angeles. You're lucky. Yeah, I don't I don't have the uh, the brain to process seeing something like that. I can't stand blood, uh, tragedy. You know, to think, like, you know, we're driving in a car now, so I don't even want to think about it. But, you know, any right. second. Right. Exactly. Bam. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that's what's that's what's scary about life. Yeah. What made you get into this? Well, you mean into the into the paramedic world? Yeah. Well, I it was by accident. I, I wanted to be an arson investigator. That's what intrigued me is the, the science behind that forensics of figuring out fires and I had to take some EMT classes and that's how I got into uh, being a paramedic. I liked it and uh, I just went on and So you're, uh, you're fascinated by these LA fires 
and how they're spreading. And, yeah. Or arson investigation in regards to purposely set fires. Correct. Does that go on a lot? It does go on a lot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot more than people think. Mostly, like, to... Is it fraud? Like, insurance fraud? Uh, some of it's insurance fraud. Some of it's just the thrill of starting fires. I always heard that these guys start fires and then watch them in on the perimeters and masturbate. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's a very true. Very so there's true. a sexual component to lighting a fire? Yes. Huh. Do you under do you understand that? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a it, it's a mental illness. Yeah. No, no question about that. These guys are turned on by fires. Yes. Whereas we're turned on by women or if yeah. Yes. Assuming women for you. For me, uh, yes. Yes, yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to make any assumptions, you know. Hey. That's, you know. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. What do, when when you study that sort of arson investigation, how do they explain that people are lighting fires and getting off on them? Well, it's it's actually pretty complex, but it's um it's part of the uh you know, bipolar disease process. Dr. Phil could probably explain it a lot better than I could, but the the reality is that it's definitely a a, a mental illness. Uh, some of the you know the arsonists are uh, do this deliberately to uh, as more of a revenge attack. Hmm. And some of it's accidental. They didn't intend to start you know a massive fire. They just started a fire. Yeah. With but no, maybe no it's idea like how bad it get. And maybe it's like every other sexual like addiction or, or you know you start off only needing a little and then more and more and more and more to get off. Really, like, yeah, exactly. Because I read one time that anytime they think suspect it's arson, they actually look around the perimeter to try and find guys masturbating. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> that was that's- me. That was me. That's why. That, that's why. After a second, I was like, this guy probably sus- suspects that I might be one of the starters. Oh, and then on his radio, this came over the radio. This is the other day when I went up up to look at a fire and I was shooting video for the Citizen app. And I, I was talking to, I think, the fire chief and I was like, or somebody important. He was in the SUV. Had to be important. I said, what's going on with who's the, the, the fires? And then I realized after a few minutes that he may have suspected me because again, they look, they look for suspects on the perimeter. But on his radio, you heard... Suspect on foot running through the hills, and they were chasing him. Some then he, you know, he sped away. I was off the hook. I was off the hook. No longer a suspect at that point. Scary being a suspect for almost uh, three full complete sentences until I say the words uh, "I masturbate all the time up here," uh, even when there aren't fires. That's how you use your comedy to get out of things. Is this clip interesting to people? Should I continue? Should I keep playing it? I mean, is is any of this interesting? Yeah, yeah. Everybody that's standing there watching a fire is a suspect until they rule that out. I've never looked at a fire and gotten turned on. No, no, me either. <laughs> Finally, got a laugh out of this guy. So somehow, you want to be an arson investigator. Uh, and then that turns into an EMT. Yeah. Why didn't you continue? Why didn't you fulfill that dream? Well, part of that was uh, at the time it was very competitive to get into that, and I didn't really want to be 
a firefighter because it didn't make sense to me to run into a burning building when your whole life they tell you to run out of one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't, uh, I know I was a volunteer firefighter. It just wasn't that big of an intrigue to me. But I would think that the investigation starts after the fire's been put out. Yes, it does. Yeah. So as an investigator, you're not running into the burning fire. No, but you have to you have to work your way up the ranks. Ah. Uh, to get to to investigator level, you have to, it's based on promotion. These Unlike are great men running into the fires, and and even these guys going down to Los Angeles. Uh, I'll put EMT up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. think about that every time an EMT goes by and, and people don't pull over. It infuriates me that somebody is inside of that dying, suffering, right. in pain, right. and you can't even pull over. Get right. over. Right. Man, if I drove one of those, I, I would I would go nuts when people didn't pull over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they yeah. don't a lot. Don't they? Selfish people, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, this has been an enjoyable ride to the airport yes. here in Portland. What is your... Yeah. Do you mind telling me your name? Uh, Kent. Kent? My name is uh, Orny Adams. Do you mind if I put this on my podcast? Not at all. Yeah, you're, you're a good man. And I'll, I'll take care of you uh, on the app. I'll tip you. Okay. Yeah, for your, your kindness here. There you go. There you oh, go. There you go. What am I... I'm hitting 50. Now... Okay, now, now I see a problem. One clip plays into the other clip, so I have to pause it uh, before. Anyway, yeah, so that's sort of a theme to this podcast. Or I'm always fascinated in life. People that chase their dreams, people that don't chase their dreams, what inhibits, prevents a person from achieving their dreams. Do they achieve their dream? And, uh, like, people think I, I, I'm... People think I'm successful. How do I word this? People think... People think my dream came true, but it didn't. But people are envious of me and and what I've achieved, and I'm more envious of other people and what they've achieved, and I don't think I even came close to what I wanted to do and what I believe to be my potential. I feel like I have so much to say, and I I always wanted to do a movie, and now it doesn't look like people even do movies anymore, and... You know, so this guy just wanted to be, he wanted to be a fire investigator, but he didn't want to be a fireman first and go into buildings and risk his life. And that didn't make sense to me because, well, I said it doesn't, the investigation starts after the fire. Why do you need to go into the building to qualify to investigate? So many weird things in life that prevent people from doing what they really want to do. And now the guy's, in an Uber. Oh, I figured out what really upset me about the phone was uh, ringing. I, I, I muted all notifications on every single device on my phone and on my computer. So my phone rings and it goes through my computer for some reason. I must have hit some setting when I was setting the thing up and it starts ringing through my computer. Well, why is my computer ringing if I have all the mutifications? Mutifications! That should be a new word. Mutifications. Mute uh, notification. Mutifications. I'm copywriting that right now. Here's the problem. I'm looking at my notes. We've run out of time. We've run out of time. I'm at almost 50 minutes, and I, I can look. I've got a 17-minute clip, 
I've got a nine-minute clip and a, and a, and a two-and-a-half-minute clip. So that takes us well over 60, and I know most people don't have the patience for this. I know my friend Kirk, he listens in the car driving, so he likes the longer ones. Well, I haven't heard that from anybody else. You know, my agent listens in three-minute bursts. I'm surprised he even has that sort of uh retention (laughs) he gets so many that guy i mean his phone's blowing up all the time with all the needy clients you know like myself i was certainly more needy pre-covid now i'm just sort of i'm hunkered down i see the end i see it's over i've got covid malaise i see my my work is gonna have to change drastically at the uh, opening of the show that was a a listener danielle singing What's wrong with Orny Adams? Or this this thing. Orny right Adams. What's wrong, what's wrong with, with Orny Adams? Adams? That's uh, Danielle. And the clip uh, that I first clip I played is from a documentary called My Psychedelic Love Lover Story. It's an Errol Morris documentary, and that was Joanna Harcourt Smith uh, talking. Uh, and he well, turned his... to me and he said, "They're Listen not music. going to understand my work." Until after I'm dead. I'm dead. Uh. Listen to that music. Boy, they really... There's so much manipulation going on with music and documentaries and TV shows to the point where... Are we even allowed to think on our own anymore? Are we? I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. What? i got to put this love... Boy, there's just so many controls over here okay so let's let's get into this and this may be of zero interest to anybody but do you watch 90 day fiance are you, are you into this do you, do you do you know what this is are you because it's one of the greatest shows on television my younger sister and i discuss this uh endlessly breaking down all the characters and motivations the psychology and and how unrealistic they are with their expectations for who they should be dating, which I'm sure we all are to some degree, but this is unbelievable. <laughs> Welcome to the USA. And your 90 day starts right now. Okay. Let my momentary Woo! happiness begin. It's an all new season of 90 day fiance. And it starts with Russian tears. <laughs> Uh, I just fly to Europe. And- That's right. He throws her out of the country. Oh, it's going to be a good season. I can tell already. Here we go. All new season. Oh, we got some new cast members. I don't know this guy. He's in New Orleans. Oh. Here in America, everything is new to me. That's right. Everything's new to her. Oh, here is a very attractive older woman. Everybody likes to call me a cougar, and I'm not offended by that. I own it. There you go. I was sending your ass money every three days. Oh, sending a money. We're here for a little joyride. Oh, very suspicious. Very suspicious. <laughs> so for those of you who aren't familiar with the TV show 90 Day Fiance and the concept, it's it follows Americans who fall in love with people in other countries who are uh, way out of their league. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. In most cases, in most cases, they would not be getting these partners domestically. It's older men, they're middle-aged, and the women are uh, knockouts 
or vice versa. Like this season, I notice they introduce a new couple in the woman. She describes herself as a cougar. So she knows. And we love watching this because we know it's never going to work out. These people have the most unrealistic expectations that these people would fall in love with them. And you suspect most people are just trying to come here to get a green card. So they meet these people usually on the internet and then they go visit them in the other country for like two weeks and then they they decide, oh, you know, I'm going to bring them to America. But in order to do that, they have to get a K-1 visa, which gives them 90 days to decide if this is the person they want to spend the rest of their lives with or until that person gets a green card and and runs away. So that's the premise of the show. There, there I, I, I set it up for you. All right, so now, uh, and I love this show. I, I, I'm going to take you along for a, a let's, watch, let's watch a segment. I can't play all the pieces I put together because we just don't have time. We're already going to go well over an hour. You're welcome, Kirk. Sorry, everybody else. Uh, this, is, this is a new character, Brandon. So let's, let's watch, let's watch, let's listen to me watching in meeting Brandon in his situation for the first time. I, I, and I hope this translates. I hope this is... Oh, good. All new season of 90 Day Fiancé. For those of you that know me, you know I'm obsessed with this franchise, 90 Day Fiancé. They have 90 Day the other way. They have the first 90 Day. The premise of the show is Americans dating people in other countries that apply for a K-1 visa which gives them 90 days together in America to decide if they will get married. And usually the relationships seem a, a bit lopsided, you know, like uh, uh, an older guy, middle-aged guy, out of shape, falls in love with like a beautiful woman in another country who's in her 20s. Like you just, it's just, you think oh, they're just here for citizenship. That's all. They just want to come to America. Uh, and, and the same thing, you have women, you know, older women with younger men in other countries. And sometimes it seems legit, but this is exciting. We have all whole, whole new episode and they have new, new, uh, new, new cast members. I don't know if they're cast members or new stories. Now here's one, uh, this guy, if I can get it to play, let's see. All right, so there's a guy getting out of a car. And uh, he's zipping up a work outfit. It looks like he's an exterminator. I'm 27 years old, and I'm from Dinwiddie, Virginia. That's Brandon. He's 27. He lives in Dinwiddie, Virginia. Control technician. Yeah. Pass control. I guessed it. I like the job because every day it's something different. Okay, I didn't really guess it. I watched this already. But he is engaged to a woman in Russia. <clears throat> First first indication something might be up and she is gorgeous she's a uh, a go-go dancer I think they describe it let me find that here Brandon describes Julia Julia lives in Krasnodar City Russia hi love how are you today Julia loves a challenge and she's competitive She's done pageants and bodybuilding competitions. <laughs> but her favorite thing to do is dance. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's dirty dancing. She's on a pole. Julia, they're my best friend. 
At the time, Juliet was working in a club as a go-go dancer. Oh, she's go-going. I fell in love immediately. She was most I think we all just did. I couldn't stop thinking about her, and... She is on the pole again. ...was, you look like my future wife. <laughs> and that was six hours after meeting her in video chat. Shot of her in a G-string. From that point, we were on the phone every second we possibly could be. After a few weeks... All right, we don't have to recap... Okay, we don't have to recap how they fell in love. They, they fell in love. But here's the great part. The, the Brandon, age 27, exterminator, uh, falls in love with this Russian woman. I suspect she thinks, you know, this is the golden ticket coming to America. You know, everybody's wealthy here. Fast cars, big houses. He lives at home uh, on the farm with his parents. And I'm not saying that everybody, you know, that falls in love and comes to America is for that reason. But 99%. Okay, hold on. Okay, so Brandon flew her to Iceland and proposed. She said yes. One of my favorite things about Julia is that she understands how important family is to me. So we planned a trip to France. Oh, the family's met in France. This seems serious. Finished out the waiting time for a K-1 visa. Six months later, she was approved. She's coming to America. First, my parents weren't sure about Julia. Oh, here are the parents. Maybe she wanted a green card or money. We really enjoyed our interaction with Julia. She seems like a lovely person, but I mean, I've got to admit, both of our radars are still out because we just don't know that her intention. Oh, is that the right ex- expression? I'm just listening along because uh, this is a pre-record from a few days ago. But our radars are what do they say? Uh, uh, usually, the radars are up or radars are on. Right? Radars are still out because we just don't out. know that. Her intentions are That's not right. Brandon and has his best interest at heart. When I first met Julia, you know, I explained to her I'm not rich or anything and I couldn't move out of my parents' house yet. I don't know if she a hundred percent understood when I explained to her like the financial reasons. Oh, they never do. But she seemed okay about it. So when Julia arrives, we'll be living with my parents on the farm and we'll have 90 days to get married. Yeah, this uh, this is only pause this. This this doesn't end well. Nobody wants to fly from another country and then live on a farm with the person with their parents. It just but I've got to pause it now and I've got to find where in the show the the pan oh it's the most cringiest thing you've ever seen the parents are talking about whether she's on birth control or not oh and they won't let them sleep in the same room so she's flying from russia she's a a go-go dancer so she's into the nightlife you know she's into that scene the club scene and now she's gonna live on a farm in virginia with this guy's parents and they're not allowed to stay in the same room this oh it's gonna be a good season Okay, so now um, I fast-forwarded. We're about an hour into the show. Brandon and his father are moving furniture to prepare for Julia's arrival. And here, he tells us about how Julia's expectations might not match reality. Julia thinks that we're going to get our own place in 90 days, but, you know, with the cost of a wedding coming up, it's very possible that we'll be living with my parents for the entire 90 days. 
Yeah, so already you can see, um, yeah, it's not good. Well, it can't get worse, can it, Brandon? I was just really hoping the sleeping arrangements were going to be me and Julia together. But my parents want us to stay in separate rooms. I think this is stupid. I'm 27. Why can't we stay in the same room? Because you're 27 and you don't have your own place, Brandon. <laughs> this is the dad helping him move. Let's see where this goes. See, you throw that away. <laughs> Lots of fun on the farm. You know, you've had all of this furniture since you were born. It's the most depressing furniture you've ever seen. You know, she won't be in here. That's the way it's going to be at mom and dad's house. I hope she can appreciate that. I think she'll be opposed to that. Which, which she one? She hasn't heard that she's staying with me in my room. No, I don't think she's going to be too you happy. You told her yet? No, I don't think she's going to be happy about that. <laughs> You're going to let her come here and then find out? Really? I wonder whose idea that is. Let me pause this. Is that is that the producers telling him don't tell her until she gets here so there's more drama? I always suspect how much wagging of a dog's tail is happening with the producers. I mean, well, why wouldn't you tell her? Hey, you know, just so you know, my parents are religious or, for, for, you know, old-fashioned. They don't want us in the same room, which which I understand. If you're a parent, you don't want your kid nailing some hot Russian right there while you haven't enjoyed sex since Brandon was born. Uh, oh, we have to get to the most cringy. I've got to fast forward. Hang on a second. Oh, but this, first, the father gives Brandon great advice about being honest because he isn't telling her that they're going to be sleeping in different rooms when she arrives. Here's the advice. You always want to be honest with her. I mean, that's the first rule of thumb. Well, if you guys I don't have an honest relationship, oh, yeah, no, it's... I think that, that goes for certain things. Well, he, I think you should tell her. I think you should tell her before she gets on an airplane. I do too. Parents are right. The, 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 the dad's right about this situation. But what's funny about that advice is you find out later that he's been married several times. So, <laughs> hypocrite. <know>. Hypocrite. <laughs> rule of thumb. I don't think you're supposed to use that. Ex- I always. I was always told don't use that expression in college. I said that uh, the etymology is that I guess there's a British law that you can only beat your wife with a stick no larger than the circumference of your thumb. But it turns out that's not true. Again, another myth, uh, some sort of folklore that that isn't true. There, There never was a... Uh, British law that said that. Although there was a judge that made some weird ruling. I, I, I did research, but I'm not, let's just get back to this 90-day thing. Here's the other thing. That- <laughs> I just went... Uh, and, then, and then I played the clip and I was doing it on the clip. Great. That's where my mind just went. Rule of thumb. Uh, no. I always thought the rule of thumb... I just was- said this. Well, I'll explain it afterwards because I, it turns out what I, I thought my whole life was. This is my genius. I pre-explained it. I, on the clip, I say I'm going to explain it afterwards. I said, you know what, Orny? I, I, eh, I'm, I'm overriding you, Orny, and this Orny is pre-explaining it. This, do you get this on other podcasts? Do you get this level of, of whatever? Wasn't again true. 
This is the I'm back on the okay, now. Brandon explains why he doesn't want to tell her before she gets on an airplane. And this You're is watching. just warped think thinking. We're sleep in the same bed and in the same room, and I'll tell her, but I kind of want to wait for the right moment, and I'm just gonna feel out that right moment. She might be mad at me, but I'd kind of prefer that over. Uh, yeah, she will not coming at all. Change that. Curtain. She's afraid. See, if she doesn't want to come because you're sleeping in separate rooms and you don't want her to come and discover that and then be angry. It, this will never work if the, if the relationship is based on this lie. Yes, uh, men are this dumb, in case anybody's wondering. Yes, this is the way men think. Yes, yes. You're, uh, you're listening along as I watch 90 Day Fiance and comment. And this may be of no interest to you at all. Come on, guy. Hold on, now the mother is helping rearrange that one, so we'll change that. the new room. We'll get your mattress this afternoon, uh, get the bed set, and... Get ready for one of the most cringy conversations with a parents, uh, with parents ever. I don't know if you heard the conversation, but uh, he hasn't told her yet that uh, it's going to be separate bedrooms. You haven't told her yet? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Music. Yeah. Music to tell you what mood you feel. You're getting upset. Their temperaments are very different. He is very easygoing, where Julia can be a lot more type A. So I'm not surprised. I'm type A plus. <laughs> when you guys are in a hotel, like when we've traveled together, that's that's one thing. That's fine. But it's just when you're in our own house, it's just to me, it just feels. Oh, okay. So it's okay for your son to be a whore in a hotel and you know about it, but not at home. Is that this? Is that the thinking, mom and dad on the farm? Our own house. It's just to me. It just feels. I just don't like that. Yeah. I don't a lot it. of parents feel that way. That's why when you're 27, get a job and move out of the house. I guess we're kind of getting old, dear. We we, we still deal in the old fashion of respect for your parents. I just rather have her have her room, and I'm sure maybe at some point they might. We're gonna find the creepy conversation. Get to the conversation about birth control. That no kid wants to have with their parents ever. Free, there you go. Here, we've ever lived. Oh, I'm sorry. Now that now the mom's folding his jeans. You want to move from Russia to America for to be with a guy who's 27 lives lives at home and his mom is still folding his jeans. See, this is starting to feel like now they're combining. This is TLC. By the way, you're watching 90 Day Fiance, the new season with me. Uh, or any Adams. But the, the TLC has a show called Smothered. And it feels like, and I watched a few minutes of that. It felt too too scripted to me. But it feels like they're combining the two. Like this feels like this guy is smothered. His mom is folding his jeans. I don't think my mom even did my laundry when I was in high school. Like the minute you can reach the controls on the washer and dryer, then do your own laundry. He's never moving out of the farm. If you treat him like this, you have to do what my parents did. My parents made it so miserable I wanted to get the hell out of the house. I think I tried to come home after college for a few months while I found a place. And it was they were knocking on my door. It was like, you know, I'm trying to sleep. It's like 6 in the morning. Hey, are you going to empty the dishwasher anytime soon? Are you... Hey, we need you to take up the trash cans. I got the. Tra- hey, we need you. 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 And I got out. 
I left. They knew what they were doing. My parents are smart. My parents should write a book, How to Make Sure Your Kid Doesn't Move Back to the Farm and Bring Home His Russian uh, Girlfriend Who's a a, a Go-Go Dancer and Has Questionable Intentions. You know, Go-Go Dancing has nothing to do with it, but, you know, it just seems like they're they're complete opposites. Look, where's the cringy conversation? Does she know we're coming to? Yeah. Oh, what this is. Oh, music, fun music. Hang on, let me find the uh, cringy conversation. Oh, good, I found it. Now, you'll notice the mother says, watching 90 okay, day fiance. Uh, and the minute she you says, ah, oh, you know, here comes the hammer. Here comes the hammer. Now, no parents, no mother should have this conversation with their son ever, ever. Oh, I mean, I'm not, when I tell you, I was, I was cringing. I was in full-on cringe mode. That is no exaggeration. Ready? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it for you. You're going to watch this in real time. This is 90 Day Fiance, the new season on TLC. And if you live in other countries, I'm sorry that you don't get to indulge in this fantastic uh, reality show. Just wondering, um, what? do you know she's on birth control by chance? None of your business. Uh, yeah, I know she's not. She's not. No. She doesn't want to be? None of your business. No, she doesn't. Because uh, she's not. I mean, I'd be happy to take her over to the, you know, to the doctor she's when she gets here. She's willing to take a chance? Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, you guys can do other things to make sure that doesn't happen. They're both taking a chance. I don't really want to take on that kind of responsibility either. Well, now the dad's helping to fold, too. Birth control and stuff like that. I don't get it. What do you mean? What are you saying? That, um... I guess we're not being safe. You're not. Uh-oh! Uh-oh! That's not good. That's not good. Not good at all. Get off the farm! Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Is I it? think... Oh, absolutely. Shock on the farm. There's shock on the farm. Control multiple times to Julia, and every time she shut it down quick. That's right. She doesn't want to get on birth control. That's she's funny about like putting medications in her body that all. That's her business. Wrap it up, buddy. Birth control is not an option. What's wrong with condoms? What's wrong with condoms? The producer asked. What's wrong with condoms, but um, they're definitely not as fun. <laughs> Mr. Fun, this guy is. Mr. Fun. So later on in the show, the mother actually, they're in the car together, gets a call from the doctor, and she sets up an appointment to bring Julia into her gynecologist. And the son has no idea. I mean, the mother's way too involved in this relationship. But it's part her fault and part the fault of the the, the kid for living on the farm. He's he's an exterminator. He's making money. Get a place. You live in Virginia. It It can't be that expensive. Somebody look up, where does he live? DeWittle, Virginia? What, what, what does it cost to get an apartment there? Get an apartment, get a second job so you have the privacy to be with your perhaps future wife. He said to that, he said that to her the first time he met her. This is my future wife. And now your parents... All right, let's get back to the show. Don't be taking chances you shouldn't take. I mean... Thanks, I, Mom. I look at us be taking chances, I guess. I mean, I'm not doing anything... Without, without going too far into it, I don't think... Um... He's trying to say that he... Maybe I don't want to know. Or... Yeah, no. yeah, he's pulling out. He doesn't want to tell you that. 
I'm not caving about them staying wow. in the same room. Wow. Anyway, as they preview uh, coming up this season at the end, of course, they're taking a pregnancy test. And it looks like it's positive. So maybe the parents were right. But in reality shows, love to take pregnancy tests. They love it. Anyway, if you enjoy this, uh, you know, I can do other, uh, I can cover more more of this show if you like it. I don't know how many people even watch this show or even what I'm saying, if it even translates to you. But I, I do, there is one new relationship added to uh, this new season that I want to cover. And it's a guy who lives on the bayou. And again, I think it's, uh, it's a Russian woman he fell for. And uh, I'll tell you what is great television. Bayou stories and Appalachian Mountain stories. We love it. That's okay. going to have to wait for another time. You're going to have to hear me talk about Joe V from 90 Day Fiance. This is just a loop of, I guess, this drum playing. Another time because we, we've run out of time. We're at 70, almost 73 minutes right now. And I've got a whole clip about Joe V and the Bayou and his Ukrainian girlfriend or fiance. Oh, you got to watch the show, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, I just, I absolutely love it. And I want to thank my parents for never having that conversation that Brandon had with his parents on the farm about birth control. I, do you, did your parents ever talk to you like that? Whether your significant other was being safe during sex? None of your business, parents. None of your business. Thorny Adams. What's, What's wrong, wrong with Thorny Adams? Adams? There's nothing wrong with Thorny Adams. Nothing. Nothing at all. This is episode 10. Thorny Adams. Thorny Adams. Thank you for listening to my podcast, What's Wrong with Orny Adams. My name is Orny Adams. This has been... What an episode. It's more than you deserve. It's more than you deserve. Episode 11. Tune in. Find out why I might be changing my name to Orny McOrny Face. That's right. Time to change my name once again, I want to thank Ernesto Hurtado for uh, cleaning up these these clips and putting it up on uh, on all the servers for you to listen to. And uh, I hate when I say "and." Uh, that's me thinking. That's when if I had a co-host, they'd jump in and, and save me mid-thought. They they look in my eye and go, oh, "He's lost. He needs me to save him for a minute until he gets his thought back." Because you know, seventy-five minutes of talking to myself. This isn't healthy during non-COVID times. Listen, thank you for listening. If you want to interact, I'm on social media. Send me emails to what's wrong at orneyadams.com. You can send clips of you singing the, the theme song. I mean, just Orny like this. Adams, what's wrong with Orney Adams? This, she lives in Connecticut. She's now the biggest thing in her town because she's on my podcast. So let's interact. This will be more fun if you're involved. Get involved. Tell me what you enjoy, what drags for you, and uh, and send me send me topics, send me suggestions, and uh, stay safe. Stay stay safe. Stay safe. We're almost through this. The vaccine is coming now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>